Last summer, we had the hilarious comedy *The Spy Who Dumped Me* with Kate McKinnon and Mila Kunis. This summer, we have the female version of *Dirty Rotten Scoundrels* in *Hustle* with Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. I was really hoping for a good laugh with this one, and I can honestly say there were a few gems in there. She's Kaylee. I'm Tuesday. Grab yourself a martini. This is whiskey and popcorn. In Chris Addison's Hustle, Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson star as female scam artists. One who is a low rent and the other high class, and they team up to take down the men who have wronged them. Now Rebel plays Penny, who is doing more small-time scams on guys at bars looking for hookups. So think Tinder. She's a globetrotter, and when she sees an ad for the French Riviera as a playground for the rich. She immediately hops on a plane for the south of France. Now Anne Hathaway plays an elite scammer named Josephine Chesterfield. Doesn't that just sound fancy? Oh yes. She works the casinos, finding the wealthiest and most vulnerable men to scam thousands of dollars off of. We're talking hundreds of thousands. She works with a team, which includes a woman who poses as a police officer. And an older man who is her butler, but sometimes plays her victim during heists. Also, Penny is eager to learn Josephine's high-end ways, but Josephine just wants her off her turf, and they end up getting into a competition with each other, which boils down to a fight over one target: this millennial millionaire by the name of Thomas, played by Alex Sharp, and he essentially created this app that made him super rich. And is like the perfect target. He's somebody that actually Penny knew and recognized, but Josephine had no idea, which I think was kind of funny, adding to the comedy of the whole situation because Josephine is that very high class, going for the older men who left their wives somewhere back at home in Europe, and. In a way, she's almost unapproachable in so many ways. But where you have Penny, who's like very down to earth and really gets the younger man. Yeah, definitely a generational gap too, <laughs> for sure. Here's a quick clip from the trailer. I have to save all my money because I'm here to find my sister. She's been taken. Taken? Like? Like by men who sell hot white virgins to cajillionaires on yachts. I am very moved by your story. Order anything you like. I'll have a club sandwich and an order of fries. Two slices of cake. Do you want any cake? No. Three slices of cake and a diet coke. Impressive. I'm a con artist. Sisters in arms. I had no idea how small time I was until I met you. Penny. Why are women better suited to the con than men? Because we're used to faking it. Because no man will ever believe a woman is smarter than he is. Is it valuable? Five hundred thousand dollars. I like it because it's shiny. So as you can hear, a lot of jokes, a lot of humor. We have、uh, Anne Hathaway who plays Josephine with this really kind of straight, straight man character.、Um, she's very dry, almost you know, kind of stick up the ass <laughs> type of personality. And then with Rebel, she's very much kind of a loose cannon, you know, just. Says whatever comes to her mind, very easygoing. She comes off across as not nearly as clever,、uh, but she is still very smart and knows what men 
want. They definitely come from two very different approaches, but I think that works within the the story. For sure. And as far as the jokes in here, I mean, there's always a risk with these comedy movies that the trailers are going to spoil all the best ones. And I'd say that this movie does some of the best jokes are in the trailer, but there were several others in there. But what did you think, Tuesday? Did you feel like they did a good job with the jokes in the writing or was it too predictable or meh? A little bit of predictability, but also they took me by surprise a few times. One of my biggest issues is at some point, Rebel Wilson will have to step out of her fat girl jokes scheme and have to really expand what she's doing. Mm. And so that felt a little tiresome. I mean, it's always still going to be funny, but when you know you're going to go to a movie and she's going to have the quote-unquote fat Amy jokes of yesteryear, you know, she also has stuff up her sleeve, but even if it's a director's choice to just fall back on those, I hope that she fights against it. The jokes were funny. I'm not going to say that they beat... Michael Caine and Steve Martin whatsoever in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I mean, that was, even though that was a remake as well, it's also a classic. And those two can do no wrong in my boat, so. Sure. And I'm glad you actually picked up on the sort of, like, the the fat shaming. Not that this film does it outright, but I do think that there was very much of a sense that in Rebel's character, Penny, she is sort of carrying that shame hidden underneath all of her laughing about herself, but this sort of, you know, self-deprecation. Guys would always look down at her because she's fat. And I feel like that's a story that is relatable, but it made me a little bit... It didn't quite resonate very true. And this could be because that this film was written by mostly a bunch of guys. And... You know, Chris Addison, who, you know, he's he's a good at, a director. He we if you like British TV, you'll know him from the mock of the week. Uh, he's also uh, a producer on Veep and in, he was also in the thick of it. So like he knows how to do comedy. But again, it was such a male heavy on the back end that I just feel like there there was some attention to detail that a woman's perspective could have added to the jokes in particular. Right. And a lot of people are going to call this a duo. But for me, I felt like it was more of a tripod. I think that there were times when Alex Sharp actually completely upplayed the two women. Uh, he he had he is probably the most surprising in between the three characters. It really surprised me. I I think he did a wonderful job. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, you know, plays this character. He he starts off, you know, like this very shy, nerdy, like not used to talking to women type of character. And he does that so well. I almost had a sense that, like, you know, maybe, you know, he wasn't that much of a seasoned actor. I was wondering if he had stars in his eyes, you know, working next to Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. That had to be scary, but he really brought his A-game. So, I mean, he as an actor, like, you know, right now, he's only got eight credits to his name. Um, and two of these are in uh, pre-production. Um, so, you know, Hustle's one of his first films, really. Uh, the rest of them are kind of smaller level 
films like something called To the Bone and How to Talk to Girls at Parties, which you know, I'm sure a lot of you probably have heard <laughs> slash seen that movie. But I think he did, you're right, he did a really good job at sort of being this anchor point for the two heavyweight champion actresses here. And, you know, the thing I really liked with the duo is I like to see Anne Hathaway kind of play this bitchy character. I still, like, am very attached to her Princess Diaries. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Princess Diaries days. And we all know that she could do the tough actress stuff. She was also in the Ocean's 8 last year as the Dits. You know, so we've seen her play all these type of characters, but I really liked seeing her play this sort of sneaky, snide, conniving scam artist. And you get to see her play like to all her strengths. She played like the ditz girl at the bar. Uh, She played this really like educated psychiatrist. And like we could really see her pull out all the stops for all these characters that she could do. With Rebel, she didn't get as much of a chance to do that. She basically had this one character where she played a blind girl and the story always was that her sister was kidnapped and that (laughs) she needed money to rescue her sister from the bad guys from the sex trade. (laughs) And it was always the same story for her. So I I feel like perhaps Rebel might have been underutilized with her comedic abilities and what she could do. It, It almost felt like Anne almost overpowered her in some ways. But I did like how they played off each other. I just wish maybe that Rebel had a chance to be feel stronger next to Anne Hathaway. Well, and with that being said, there were several moments where the male-led production and directorial team, we definitely just had some times where Anne Hathaway was looking really sexy in an outfit. Yes. And so on that coin, it's also, you know, she was very much used as the sex object of the duo or trio, as I said. But, you know, for the most part, I just find it to be normal for what they were trying to portray Rebel as, which was a low, low budget kind of con artist. You know, if this works, we're going to use this until we absolutely can't. You know, she didn't have the team behind her that that Josephine Chesterfield did. But with all that being said, it's not dirty, rotten scoundrels by any stretch. But what I can say is... I'm very much enjoying this rise of women-led comedies that are not stuck in the rom-com trope. Preach it, woman. (laughs) Yeah. So even if something falls short, which I thought Ocean's 8 was great, but even when they fall short, it's just nice to have something different. Yeah. And I think weighing this film against, say, last year's Ocean's 8 or The Spy Who Dumped Me, I think... I really, really like The Spy Who Dumped Me. That one just felt really fresh. Kate McKinnon and Mila Kunis were just so good together. And it was hilarious. It was I mean, so funny. Even the men who go, because, you know, it, it, they're always the harder audience to impress, especially with a female-led movie. And I had a lot of male fellow reviewers who said, actually, I went in not expecting a lot, and it was kind of hilarious like we had some friends who were like you know i i skipped it i wait for it to come out on dvd and then i loved it so weighing that and then weighing hustle yeah i mean hustle's not going to reach that caliber but it is nice to see this comedic duo i liked it it's definitely middle of the road and that is 100 percent okay i think that not every woman-led film women-led comedic movie needs to be this amazing thing because men are allowed to fail 
and then come back and do it over again. I mean, look at M. Night Shyamalan and all his oeuvre, for example. I mean, not comedy, but drama still, like, he still keeps coming back. That poor guy, he's just hit or miss. I mean, and so, you know, it's nice to see that we get these female-like comedies. Now, I, I want to see more women directing and writing these movies. But, you know, we're making baby steps in the right direction. But I did want to highlight there was a little bit of controversy surrounding the, the rating on this film. Oh, do tell. So the scoop is that initially Hustle was going to be rated R. Um, now, the, the powers that be, the people who uh, decide how movies are rated, they have their little rubric, and, but it's very much subjective on what they're going to rate a movie. But usually if it has more than one F word in it, then it's automatically R. If it has exceptional amounts of nudity or sexuality, then it's automatically an R. This film does not have that R-rated quality. In fact, a lot of the cursing and swearing is PG-13 or is covered up by something else. So you can actually hear the swearing. So... The team, the crew, the director, everybody, they fought against it. So now it's actually rated PG-13, which feels a much more appropriate rating. Well, what was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels rated? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was rated PG. What? And they were going to try and go for an R for this film? Yes. Wow. Now, Now, granted, you know, times have changed on how things are rated. You, you would think, though, over time the ratings would get a little bit looser and less strict. So, you know, it was interesting because both Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson, they did an interview with uh, Yahoo News, and they said that it was very sexist because, like, you know, just because you have a couple of beautiful women in this movie, you're going to slap an R rating on it. And, yeah, it just it felt very... With everything else that are kind of issues with this film, like then giving it an R rating, it just, yeah, I did feel like this film had some some of the cards stacked against it. It feels like it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the rating. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, when I saw the story, I was like, what? Huh. I think this film, I mean, I guess PG-13, but sometimes it really does feel PG itself. So as far as if it's worth seeing, I'd say if you're looking for just an easy laugh, yeah, go for it. You know, if you love Anne Hathaway, I think you'll still enjoy this. And even Rebel Wilson. Are you going to, like, laugh your head off? No, but I, I will say I love the scene with the toilet french fry, which I'm not going to give you any context. You're just going to have to go see it to know what I'm talking about. I will say it's not Bridesmaids. It's not Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But there's a time when it's just nice to go and zone out and laugh at stupid butt jokes or whatever it is and there still needs to be a place for that we see a lot of serious films and a lot of comic book stories and you know sometimes just having a dumb laugh and not having to think about things is nice and that's exactly what this is even if it's a girl's night out just to go see a silly movie, that's that's okay. Yeah, and it's a nice break from like these huge temple summer movies, the blockbusters. This one's not going to tax you by any means. Now, if you are PG-13, it's time to stop listening. But if you are an over-21 crowd, Woo-hoo. it's time for beverages. I want to pour myself a drink. I pour myself Oops. a drink. Oops. All right. 
So what are you drinking? I feel it's very cliche because they did this in the movie, but a martini? I felt this was like very much a martini movie or champagne. Is I mean, is oh yeah, because Josephine Chesterfield drank a lot of champagne. Although champagne always gives me a headache. So personally, I don't know if I'd be popping back the champagne, but I feel like this movie is like a champagne type of drinking movie. It's weird, but it just has that like spy kind of feel there to it. There is a spy element to this. And it's like, well, nothing pairs better with spies and conjuring and con artist than a martini. And I mean, since we're in the French Riviera, maybe we could do like something like awesome and put like blue cheese stuffed olives in there or something. I mean, no martini is correct without olives. Wonderful olives. <laughs> well, save yourself from getting conned into seeing a bad movie. Subscribe to us to find out what you should see and what you should avoid. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Never miss our fresh reviews and movie news. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure you bookmark our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>